2: Hello and welcome to episode seventeen of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. As always, I'm joined by the one and only Mister Lee Finch. How are you today, Finchy?
3: Not bad, thanks, Jamie. Bit of a cold, so yeah, yeah. I'm alright. though. you, sound, it. you a bit, sound a
2: bit under the weather, mate.
3: Yeah, I still look good, but yeah, just a bit, a bit unwell. But so.
2: <laughs> our special guest this week is Don's fan Sidney Bevan. Welcome back, Sid. How you doing?
4: Hi, thank you for having me back. I actually do have a cold as well, I'm not just man flu, so uh, please excuse my voice. <laughs> <It's>
2: voice excused.
4: <laughs> thank you.
2: You're welcome. Um, so I guess we'd better start off with a look back to Saturday's two-all draw at home to Charlton. Uh, decent performance, decent point. Unlucky not to win it in the end, what do you think, Sydney?
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um I mean, I think we played six now and drawn five, so I'd rather get at least some points on the board, but obviously a win would have been much better. I thought we could have nicked it at the end um, with, I think it was Piggott's free kick, um, but then also they could have nicked it at the end. So I think all in all, a point on the board. I'm really, I'm chuffed a bit with that. And the the display as well, I thought it was really good. We, sh- we didn't stop from start to finish really, but the second half was much better, so all
3: in all, I think, good. Yeah, I agree. I think the it's the first, probably the full 90 minutes that we've seen a team put in a Robbo performance at what Robbo wants. Uh, so, tracking, chasing down, lost causes, chasing balls down, getting after them. Uh, I, I like the way he also he changed the formation again. So, he he's changing it around every week and he mentioned on the pod last week that it's no plan B's or C's. It's all about making sure your plan A is is spot on, uh, and that that doesn't mean it has to be four four two or three five one or whatever it is. That wouldn't be enough players anyway. Three five, two. <laughs> three, five, one. But you know what I mean. He he, he is going to mix it up. And, and uh, one of the pleasing things for me was Ryan Longman. Uh, We've been saying it for ages that he looked beat up and tired, and he just looked knackered. Having that little rest has galvanised him, and you can see it. He's got two goals. I always thought he should be getting more goals in the season because he has got that attacking flair. He can get up, down the wings or he can get past people or get behind. And uh, yeah, him scoring two goals. And yeah, Cholton, as, they're not in great form, but they're, they're still fifth in the league. And I thought we, you wouldn't, if you watch that game as a neutral, you wouldn't know which team was fifth and which team was bottom at one point. So yeah, two again, the only problem, the only negative was our defending again. Two silly goals to give away, especially down our right-hand side. It, it, that was the, only negative I take from that game
2: yeah I'd agree i agree with that I think we missed Darnell Johnson at the back quite a lot I think you know the the silence is deafening on that front um, I'm a little bit worried that he may be on the sidelines for quite a long time potentially that could be a season done um, hopefully not because he's he's arguably been our player of the season since, since Robbo took over so yeah, I mean, the second goal though was a gift. That's that. That I would be expecting that down the Wimbledon end, to be honest.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a gift, but you have to chase them. Lost causes, and you know, it was a. Uh, it, it is that pressing game that we seem to play now that that caused that issue. But yeah, Darnell Johnson, I, I think at the moment we've we've only got two fit centre halves, and both of them are made of glass. So Hennigan and Nightingale are the only two we've got. Soccer. Apparently was in a boot as well. He got injured in the warm-up. We got injured in training. So he's now in a boot as well, which they mentioned. So, yeah, we, uh, we're we struggling at the back. And, again, I, I just don't think... O'Neill, for me, just doesn't look fit enough to be playing at right back. It, it, we've got to give positive reviews. Shea Alexander was quality again on Saturday, uh, playing in the unfamiliar. So I wouldn't mind seeing him back at right back and then putting Nesta Back in at left back again moving forward. But yeah, I just, I thought we played, I thought we played well. It's just, we've got to start turning these draws into wins and three points. I mean, you mentioned Alexander
2: there. I think he's a prime example of what a player can do once he gets a, like a continuous run in the team. You know, um, I wasn't sold on him at all, even when, even over the part, it's only really been the past few weeks that I've gone, actually, yeah, we've got a bit of a player here. Um, I think. It makes you think of the likes of Roscoe and others that haven't really quite had a run in the team. You know, if Roscoe was still here, would Robbo be playing him? Who knows? Um, O'Neill, yeah, he, he doesn't look 100%. He doesn't look on it. I don't know whether that injury that had him out for, he, he hasn't been the same player since he's come back.
4: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that as well. And what you've both said. Donald Johnson, I'm really glad he got injured with this ankle injury or whatever it is. And O'Neill, I thought I would have preferred not to see him in the team and, and had what we the formation and the lineup that we played at Wigan, um, with Nesta Guinness Walker in there as well. Because I just think he gives it just a bit more. Um, but Shea Alexander's crossing is perfect and I want to do a shout out to Dobson as well because I think he is coming into a nice little run of games and the past two maybe even three he's been he's been really good for us obviously scoring last week as well
3: yeah as you say Dobson's been been pretty good for us he's been quite he's been quality to be fair he's runs into the box. he's been he's all over he, he's what I said the other week we I thought Woodyard would be when we, when we saw Honeyman play against us for Hull is that's what we thought Woodyard would be but that's what Dobson's becoming for us now chases everything he's got passing ability uh, I I'll make you right again uh, Jay about Shay uh, I don't want this to sound like the Robbo fan podcast now but he said the other week players need to get run of games if they have one bad game and then they get dropped and then you don't see them again and that's what was happening previously. But now he's having a run of games. You can see his confidence is growing. He looks a totally different player. And with regards to grow okay, he has left now, so you don't want to dwell on it too much. But he might have played, especially at the moment when, when we didn't have any strikers. But we, we I think guys, Cholton game on Saturday, I think we left our subs to a bit late attacking subs. So I wouldn't mind seeing Palmer come on a little bit earlier. But again, if he's not fully fit, or we're trying to save him for the big games like Northampton, Rochdale, things like that, then I can see why he didn't bring him on. But yeah, I'd like to see him on a little bit earlier.
2: I think I think Robbo has got an eye on Northampton and and the subsequent games after that because you know uh, Asol got a start. I was surprised to see him and him starting it. I thought he did well. Um, he looks a promise. He looks really promising player. Um, well, we're so
3: positive. What's happened? Yeah. Honestly,
2: it's crazy.
3: It's positive now. We're we're, we're picking up <laughs> points instead of losing games, and yeah, you can see that, again, Robbo's mentioned it, and fans have mentioned it. Uh, you see, you can see a difference. You can see a difference in the team and the way they're playing, and 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 as as he said, it's not that they don't care. It's just that they they they're not bad people, kind of thing. But they are now. You can tell they're actually playing a way that Robbo wants them to play, and they're buying into. The way he wants to play, and yeah, again, Asel starting. I, I like that kid. I think again, he he shows no fear. So that's what you want from your young players. And and the other young players they could be looking and thinking, well, I can get into this first team now. I could, I could get a run of games. I could become a a, a professional League One footballer uh, and do something at this club uh, because he shows no fear. He's, he's not scared of anything. He's you know he goes up against the biggest geezer on the park, no problem. He's got, he's got no fear, and I love that in young young players.
2: I think as well, it's a credit to Robbo and and the players as well for getting on board with everything. The fact that we're essentially in a worse position than we were when Glim was in charge. Yet everyone seems to... I mean, there's always the few trolls on Twitter that, um, you know, just idiots with stupid comments after every game, Um, saying, saying that it was an awful appointment and whatnot. But... Um, they obviously haven't listened to last week's podcast um <laughs> so yeah i think I think it's a credit to them that everyone's there's a much more positive atmosphere everywhere across the club um especially in the fan base um and hopefully we can hopefully we can push on and do do the business um do the business we said march was going to be a big month we've got what two more games left in it um it'd be nice to get six points on it.
4: Yeah, I think with 10 games left, I think even whatever our future is, whether we will go down, as, as Jay said last, last week, like we've been flirting with it for a, a few seasons now. So I wouldn't mind going down if this is how we're going to play whilst going down. I'd much rather this than sort of be fluky and do really shit and get really crap goals and, and then end up staying up. Like I w- want to watch that. I want to watch the team play like this and how they're playing.
2: You can, you can see that it's, uh, sorry, Finchie, you can see that it's it's an improvement ever, across the board, you know? Um, yeah, go on, Finchie, sorry. We'll, I'll cut yeah, my I, bit out there.
0: With
3: uh, regards to what Sydney just said regarding going down, obviously you don't want to go down. No one wants to go down. The players don't want to go down. Robert don't want to go down. But if we were to go down, I'm positive about what we can do next season. And this league's a tough old league, right? We just played Charlton who were fifth and I don't think they were much better than us. I think other than Hull, Peterborough, Sunderland, the rest of the league are not, not that great. You can beat them on any day of the week. Most teams can, other than them three. Them so if we go down on positive that we could return, it is such a tough division, though, that four teams go down from it. That's a lot of teams go down. But then again, if we do go down, there's four teams that come, or it's three teams that come up automatically and then one through the playoffs. So you got you got more chance of going up, but yeah, I, I as I said last week, I still think we we can stay up. There's nothing in this team that now that says we can't because we're matching teams who are who are meant to be one of the biggest, best teams in the league, and we match them every week. We just now need to start sc- scoring goals, uh, and and the only thing I, I we we need to see maybe is Pig, Pig being dropped, not dropped, but subbed and stuff. It just seems that he's undroppable, uh, and when he ain't playing well maybe change it up and putting Palmer on and hopefully we're going to have Robinson back and what's his name? Andrew's back soon as well. So we can get more striking options, more attacking options. Chisley will hopefully be back, but yeah, going back against Charlton, I, I didn't think they were that good. I didn't think we we were scared of them again the other week. Blackpool, I went on a Blackpool podcast and they said, you should be terrified of Blackpool and their front three. And I thought we should have won that game as well. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty confident we can start. We've got these teams now who have to win as well. So draws ain't going to be any good for us or them. So they're going to have to come at us and we can find gaps and, and hopefully we will have the strikers fit and ready to score goals.
4: I mean, I think that's what's hard. I can't slag off Charlton too much because my brother supports them. Um, but yeah, that's what's really hard is the last few weeks, I think every sort of opposition's manager has said, how well we played and how lucky they were that you know they didn't lose and stuff like that. So I think that's what hurts the most is that we can't just win these games because the team's there and they can do it. But yeah, it's I don't know, it's just it's tough. It's tough.
3: I think that's the point. Everyone this is what quite annoying is everyone goes, Oh if you play like that you'll stay up. It's like yeah but we're not winning games. <laughs> and mm. again it it's, it's I know it's a process, but We need three three points. We have to be getting three points. The process is good, but three points are going to keep you up, not drawing games. So if we draw against Northampton, we draw against Rochdale, we draw against the teams around us, that's going to be no good and we'll go down. So uh, we can see the processes coming into play, uh, which everyone seems to be on board with, everyone's positive about, but we need to now start scoring goals uh, and start winning games. Uh, And I think once we start doing that, I think we're going to give someone a good hiding soon as well. I really do. So,
2: Next, we're going to talk about football culture. More specifically, football culture in regards to Wimbledon, what it means to everyone. Uh, I'm sure we all have very different takes on this. Uh, Finch, do you want to kick us off, mate?
3: Yeah, thanks Jamie. So yeah, we've got culture for me, it's more about, it's not even about the football. So for me, it's about meeting up with my mates, early doors, going to get a calf breakfast. Like we used to meet, at, I used to get down to Fat Boys, have a big breakfast there. A lot of Wimbledon fans did the same. You get, you get your big Fat Boys breakfast in. So that means you can line your stomach up before going and having a few beers. And it's about meeting up with people that you don't see. So I, I live obviously outside of Wimbledon now. Uh, so when I come into Wimbledon to watch a game, I'm meeting up with people I haven't spoke to in a week, two weeks, maybe a month. It's just seeing people and and, and going through old stories, old football games that we've been to, uh, just talking about everything. Like, as I said previously, when we've done the away days chat, it was just getting on the trains, just having a laugh and, and, and seeing people that you don't see often, but you might not have seen someone for a year, but it feels like you only just see them like yesterday kind of thing. Uh, and that's what it means to me. And obviously when I was younger and people might think this as well, when you're younger, it's about collecting your programs or going to see Terry's badges and getting a badge. So I collect, I, I'm a bit of a saddo when I collect football badges. So that's one of my things. So I've got, like, I, I spent fortunes on them. So I like to get different football ASU winning football badges and just things like that. It's just little things like that at the moment that is the culture of football for me. And then the program, your badge, uh, and, and the match day beers, really.
2: Yeah, I think i touched on it there. I think every, everyone's take on it will be different, you know. Um, I know we've spoken about this before, Finchie, but football, Wimbledon especially, is a lot more than just a football for me. You know, I go to home games with my family. You know, I sit next to my old man and we moan about the referee together. And it's kind of like a ritual that we do. You know, we, there's like a group of five or six of us and... I always have to be sat next to my old man. So, you know, and, and I can't express to you how much I miss that. Um mm. even even now talking about it is making it's making me it's making me miss it even more. Um but yeah, for me it's it's a good way where I see my family. I'll go with I'll go with my old man, my sister, my cousins. Um my cousins, I don't really see them outside of football. Um, and yeah, it's good to keep up with friendly faces. We make we've made friends with everyone that sits near us. Um, you see them, you catch up with them. Um, away days are slightly different. You know, I've, I, always, I always like to just... When I'm at home game, I like to sit and just watch the game. And like I said, I'm moaning about the referee with my dad. Um, away days, I want to have it a bit more, you know. Um, if I go with my family, I can't because my sister's only five foot. So if we stand near the singing section or the, or the nutters, so to speak, she can't see a fucking thing. So...
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> So um, yeah, she has to stand on her chair, bless her. But yeah, I think the the, the main thing is like, for me, Wimbledon's family, you know? And um, yeah, I miss it quite a lot.
4: Yeah, I am uh, exactly the same. I don't really have a lot of uh, mates in my circles that support AFC Wimbledon. So I haven't really got that kind of connection with them to be able to go to games. But for me, exactly like Jay, it's family. I go with my mum and my mum was the one that got me into it. So she first started taking me when I was four um, to Wimbledon. And my auntie and uncle supported them as well. So we all used to go together and we've always gone together. And it's hard for me to remember. I asked them this the other day and I was like, when, w- what was my first game that you took me to? And they obviously had no idea. But after speaking with them, I think I have three memories. Um, from the age of four right up until uh, the season we got promoted into, into League One. And those three memories are protesting at Sellers Park with my couple out sign that I made. And then also, um, I think they took me to a Woken away game when I was about five or six. They can't um, I, don't, I have no idea. All I know is it was woken because I've got a little badge that has the two, two things on. Um, and I dropped all of my chips and ketchup <laughs> on, on top of this board man's head who was sitting in front of me and I cried the rest of the game. Was it late? And my last, uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew you was going to say that. And then my last memory is giving, a. Uh, Kevin Cooper arose on Valentine's Day when I was 10 and he kissed my hand and I didn't wash my hand for a week. <laughs> so literally, it's just family for me. Like that's all the memories that I have of it. Um, I went to a few away games with, you know, friends and, and also family as well. But for me, it's just it's t- the total immersion in my family. My mom and uh, my, my dad and my brother, my dad supports Millwall. My brother supports Charlton. So two very, but for me, they obviously a father son relationship. They got, they were into it together and spoke about it together, but my dad didn't sort of really interact with me from that kind of thing. It was my mum who got me into it. So it's very much a mother daughter time when we go to games and we've been season ticket holders for ages and it's just me and my mum let go and sit actually quite close to Jay. So we've, We've waved a For few you. times, <laughs> so
3: it's like a family day out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I'm different to Jay where I can't go to football and just sit there and watch the football. It kind of bores me a lot, the football. So I used to sit, well, we we're meant to sit in the, in the John Green stand, but I was in that little section at the back of the John Green stand. I don't know if you ever see it, but it was a good few of us who would stand and sing and stuff. Like that. A bit like yourself, Jay, where you have to sit with the same people mm-hmm. well, I, that used to be the same as us. We used to have to, I know we had our season ticket seats, but we had to sit in the same way. So we were talking about the football at the same time. But one of the big things for me is I had to get my son into it. My first born Jack, uh, both my, both my kids have uh, football women and names in their names. So Jack is Jack Kimball. Uh, and mm-hmm. my youngest is Ethan Kedwell. And it had to be done. So I had to do that. And when Jack was born, I took my season ticket with me because I knew we had a match on a Tuesday uh, and if he was going to be born, I would have had to go to the game after. the. And he was born on the Tuesday uh, during lunchtime. Uh, so, I went to the match that night against Worcester. John Mayne and we won 2-0. Uh, but, yeah, so I went straight from the hospital, watched Wimbledon beat Worcester 2-0, and everything was good. But, yeah, it's all... For me, it's just about being... Just submerging yourself into football, especially with Wimbledon, as you said, Jay, it's a totally different story. I took an Arsenal friend of mine once to watch Wimbledon, and he was like, can't believe how many people know you. Like, how, You say hello to everyone and all that, and do you know what I mean? And he said, I know you're a bit of bullshit and all that, so people probably just think, oh, who's that div kind of thing. But you kind of get it like everyone knows each other kind of thing. You go to Grimsby on a Tuesday night, and there's only 100 of you, you're going to see the same people all the time. But I went to an Arsenal game with him and he did not know anyone around him. It was him and his dad and that was it. Everyone changed every week. Someone different every week. And I was like, I just, I couldn't, I I wouldn't like that. I'd hate to not know the people that around me and have that chat with them and say like, how are you getting on? Like, Oh, last week, what do you reckon about this game? And that's what I loved where I used to sit as well. We had a couple of people, they used to come and sit next to us. They were old people that joined in, but loved it in the end. They loved sitting next to us.
2: Yeah. Sydney, what, what you said about the mother-daughter relationship going to football kind of interests me because obviously football, still I'm putting a massive stereotype on it, but it's quite a laddish environment. Quite, you know, you, you, know, you know what I mean, right? I
4: know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. Do you ever, and I
2: I, yeah, and obviously I know we're in a couple of WhatsApp groups together and, you know, you're one of the lads, so to speak. Um, but... Do you ever find it hard being in that sort of environment?
4: No, I don't find it hard at all. And I I enjoy being in that environment. I think it's a real escape as well for me to go to games because when I do go to games, I don't just sit there and watch football. I'm not sure if you've seen me, Jay, but I'm literally up there shouting at every linesman, you know, swearing my ass off. So, yeah, I don't... I don't go to games and get all girly about it and just sit there and, oh, you know, he was very naughty.
0: <laughs> I
4: like getting involved and being one of the the lads as well. I enjoy it. I've grown up around it. i played football since I was a kid, uh, you know, primary school. I was with all the boys playing football and then, my first day of year seven in secondary school and I walked into the ball pit with my friend Mark and Jake and Ronnie and the year 10s were like absolutely not get yourself out of here like no place for a lady see you later so yeah I've always grown up around it my older brother as well and my dad but yeah I don't take I don't take anything to heart
3: yeah, I would say two of the, the people I met when I first started watching Wimbledon were were girls. Uh, Anna McMillan, uh, just like to say congratulations to her. She's just had a a baby with uh, the Kitman, Robin. So congratulations to them too. Uh, and a girl called Vicky, Vicky Saxby, and they're two girls that I met straight away, and it was just like they were, they were two of the lads for me. They, they were like two of the two. They're great people. They love it. They love a the drink. They love getting involved. They love swearing at players. They loved. Yeah, just, and they're such good people, and it's brilliant. And I think, I've always been like, oh, I shout out, come on, get up, mate, it's a man's game and stuff like that. But nowadays, you get absolutely crucified for things like that, which I just find mad. This PC's gone mad now because at the end of the day, we are watching men play football. They are men. So shouting out, it's a man's game is factual. It's not (laughs) do you know what I mean? I wouldn't go to a woman's football game and go, get up, it's a man's game, because it ain't, It's it's a woman's football game. I just think, yeah, it's mad now, but yeah, I don't know, Jay. You, you, is that when you pretend you don't know Sydney? Then when she's at games, <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I wouldn't be surprised.
3: <laughs> I run, run away. That from comes
4: that. out of my mouth during a match day.
3: Is that, <laughs> like, oh, is that that girl Sydney? You know, you know <laughs> <laughs> Never met her before in my life. Yeah. Well, I also want to touch on like what. Football culture is done to local communities. So for us, when we moved to Kings Meadow, obviously we didn't want to be at Kings Meadow long term. But what I remember Fat Boy's Calf. We mentioned it earlier was a small, really small. You could fit about ten people in there. Uh, when we left, they owned probably that whole whole estate there. They <laughs> the calf was like hundred, but I don't know how they're going to get on now. When, we're, when Chelsea ladies are there, but I don't know. Yeah, they we literally we changed their lives with what we every week going in there. They went from small premises to quite large premises. The fish and chip shop every every Tuesday night would be absolutely full of people. Uh, and I think what we're going to do for the local community around like obviously we're going to have the pub at the ground which is going to be brilliant for us but people will still be drinking around local areas at so Ellsfield, Wimbledon, Tooting. There's so many places that the Wimbledon fans will be spending their blue and yellow pounds. Uh, and I think it's going to be brilliant for the local community and the little small businesses that are going to now be immersed into football culture and especially the Wimbledon culture that we have got such a good club, good fan base that they're going to make money out of it. And it's going to be brilliant for all parties.
2: Yeah. Well, I think football fans get, you know, t- they kind of football fans get tired with the same brushes, you know, like football fans are hooligans, you know, you know, all they're going to do is cause trouble. They're going to be loud. They're going to, do God knows what. Um, you know, there's that, there was that t- uh, Twitter account, SW19 Stadium. I saw you tweeted them recently, Finchie, um, <laughs> giving it large. Uh, but, you know, th- they were were they pro Greyhound or were they just anti-football?
3: They, they reckon they were uh, set up for the residents against the stadium. Uh, and what I didn't like about them, yeah, and I did recently tweet them to ask if we could uh, take ownership of the Twitter handle. Because they don't need it anymore. They haven't tweeted since like June, I don't think, last year. Twenty nineteen, I believe. Yeah, it's twenty nineteen. So do you know what I mean? And there was a couple of people and there was, and, and I've tweeted a few things uh on Monday regards to it that people were saying in factual information, like, oh someone said, Oh, is it just gonna be flats? There's gonna be no stadium in the end, is it? It's just gonna oh, it's on a floodplain, it will just flood and the local area is gonna be decimated with water and do you know what I mean? It's gonna be like straight out of movies of tsunamis and things like that, and it's just non factual information to scare monger people into not having plough lane there. And you look at it now, and I said we had uh Anthony Quinn, the groundsman, who said that it will not flood. It's the way it's been built. It's it's been built with that in mind. It won't it won't waterlog. Yeah, and it's just things like that. F- factual you as you said, people get tarred with the same brush. Do you know what I mean? And uh, mm. not all football fans are hooligans. I've been known to have a good old drink up and act a bit stupid on the way days, but do you know what I mean? Most but you're people,
2: you're you're older and wiser now, Finchy, right? Most people <laughs> ain't like me. Do you
3: know what I mean? But no, but we we'll, we we had Sunderland down at Kings Meadow, and they were some of the nicest people I've ever met. They were loving it. They were loving their journey. probably not loving it as much now because they thought they were going to get out of it within a year. Uh, but they they were talking in bars. I've been all over the country watching London and we've only ever wanted to go out and have a drink and have a laugh and Spend our money in, in these places, which helps again small businesses. So,
4: yeah, I think if we're talking about local community, I don't think you could get a more community based football club than what AFC Wimbledon are trying to do at the moment with the Don's Local Action Group and etc. But I live in Dulwich, and so literally, I can see Dulwich Hamlet from my house, and what they do for the local community is something that I want to see replicated when we eventually are allowed to go back to Plough Lane because what they do at the moment is like any local pubs or restaurants, they give like a 30% voucher on match days. So if you go in there for a meal with all your family like in the local burger place or whatever, if you have your season ticket, you get like a discount and it just entices more fans into that area and entices them to come a few extra hours earlier for the game days. So they spend a bit more time and money Within the the sort of community.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And again, it's, going back to women, it was one of the things that we did when we went to Merston. In the non-league games, most of the teams that we went to, they they embraced us. They loved it, the fact that we were coming there in our droves and spending fortunes in their bars again. And that's what the football culture is all about for me, is that we 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 were spending fortunes on ham and cheese rolls. We spent so much on them that they, they now, I think we used to play our under-23s used to play there as well, and they built a new stand out of it. And some of the stuff, like some of them, some places we went to, they, they were scum scum places that didn't really want us there and they try to overcharge us and everything but look where they are now they're not you don't really hear of them anymore these teams but we've we've done a lot of good stuff for local community football clubs going through non-league uh with our fan base and, and, and i like to see I, the problem with you, the dullage stuff sydney is all these uh, it's what is it avocado smashed avocado and the eggs in it for like eight <laughs> man, like nine pound 50 in it and i ain't,
4: it's extremely expensive. Look, like, you really do need that 30% voucher yeah. to even spend the money in there. So,
3: I'm more of a fried slice, black pudding kind of guy than smashed <laughs> avocado on whole grain toast. You know what I mean, I, that's a bit of Jamie, that I reckon, but you know, he does yeah.
4: look like that sort, sort of person, does he? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah he's yeah. a proper hipster, isn't he? He's cycling to games.
2: <laughs> What's wrong with avocado on toast? I don't, I don't understand.
3: It's rank. I don't get the fuss with avocado. What is all the fuss with avocado? Why do so many people like it? Well, it's It's, it's it tastes like like water. Doesn't it? Tastes like avocado. It Tastes (laughs) like nothing. Avocado tastes like nothing. That's what I mean. It tastes like water. It's nothing.
2: So so why don't you like it then? Because it's what's the point of just having a
3: fry? Don't have. I went. I went to. I was trying to eat healthy once on a way day, right? So we was up at Euston at one of the pubs near Euston station. I thought I have a bit of breakfast, but I try and be healthy. So I looked, smashed avocado, uh, poached eggs on whole grain toast. They're only about fifteen pounds. So I, rip off, mate. I don't get ripped off anyway, Jamie. And I'm quite tired, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. What's the point of smashed avocado? If anyone can tell me, then I'll happily get yeah. on a little
2: bit. Yeah, get, get, uh, get on socials. Tweet us.
3: One was three. We'll get a sponsorship with avocado and they'll send me loads in the post. Yeah. Like, do you great. even get flavoured avocados? Get
4: going. You should get a poll going. like avocado on toast or fried slice on a game day and see what the, the sort of general yeah. census is between um,
3: our fans. Women and fans that go for smashed avocado, but like what? there's no flavour to it. Like, can you not get flavored smashed avocado? Is Why it just...
2: would, but is that like put some chili flakes on it,
3: maybe? That'd
2: be nice. Oh. Salt, yeah, we've got
3: like a bit guacamole. No, like, nah, I once ordered tortilla, you know, tortilla, the uh, Mexican gaffs? tortilla, yeah, tortilla, <laughs> mate. Yeah, well, you know, tortilla, the Mexican gaff. I never had it before. And one of my mates said, You've got to have tortilla, it's amazing. So I don't mind a bit of fajitas, I love a fajita, right? So I went down to tortilla and I didn't know my mate was in there at the time, and I've ordered chicken. I said, yeah, I have to shout, like, medium, please, all that. I said, can I have mayonnaise on it, please? And then they just looked at it, and he was like, what are you doing? You don't have mayonnaise on the tortilla, like, on a burrito. Yeah,
2: you don't. You have sour cream
3: and guacamole yeah. and salsa. Well, I don't get sour cream either. But, yeah, mayonnaise. I love a bit of mayonnaise. <laughs>
4: mayonnaise. Anyway. Oh. And what
3: you're having a go at me for, like, in
2: smashed avocado on toast. And you're having mayonnaise in a burrito. <laughs> Behave.
0: Yeah,
3: anyway, that's what football culture is all about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a
2: bit of tauty, I, I honestly think that is the worst tangent I think we've ever been on on this podcast.
4: Yeah. I think we've yeah. strayed massively off topic yeah.
0: here. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's, but
3: yeah, but food is a massive part of football culture as well because you go, to people like, I, why is it with South London, like not South London, sorry, it's London clubs in the South that we have to have burgers and hot dogs? But you go up north and you get decent pies. Mm-hmm. Right. Morecambe have an amazing pie. Do you know what I mean? You got and yeah, it's why yeah. do we have to have crap food?
2: Macclesfield, uh, away when we were in League Two, me and my mate yep. got the coach up. It was the first first and last time I'd ever get the coach. Um yeah. So it took us spanked
3: and that four and, game and a half hours crawley.
2: Four and a half hours to get up there. Watched shit game of football. I don't think we had a shot on target, we lost like five nil. Um and the stand at Maxwell there's no roof, does it? And it just pissed it down rain the whole time, five hours back. But the pies were lovely.
3: And that's what I'm talking about. The food down south and in London is, unless you go ask. You love Arsenal, you too. We've all they've got all that. What's it called? Hipster food now. But can I, uh,
2: can I just can I just butt in? I don't know where this hipster. I know I, need
3: a, I know I need a, I know I need a
2: haircut, right? But. But uh I like a fried yeah. slice as much as the next man. I, I think
3: football culture for me, again, going off football culture for me is all about a pie, right? With a bit of brown sauce. No mayonnaise. And, and, and another thing I don't get about football, culture, right, is bovril. People love bovril. What's the point of it? Why would oh, you have gravy for a drink? horrible. Who wants gravy at half time for a drink? Oh yeah, just give me a mug of gravy, mate. Not no, I'm not having it. Mm-mm. Yeah.
2: Mm-mm. Uh, why not? If that's if that's what they want to do, if that's what if that's what their football cult, if that's what football is about to them, going and having their hot cup of roll at half time.
3: Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Each to their own, but yeah. not for me.
2: I mean, I mean the, <laughs> the, the the food at Wimbledon. It's not great, is it? I'm hoping the food at Power Lane would be better, but at King's Meadow is awful. The I mean, bone. by the sounds of
4: it, I, d- I mean I don't know what the polls were, but it looks like we're getting Chinese pizza, fucking selection of things. So. <laughs> I mean, I've How never seen you eat someone, Chinese
3: at football. I've
4: never seen <laughs> someone walk around a stadium with a, a curry. Yeah. I, it blows my
3: mind. Blows what are we gonna do mind. like what? Well, we have like salt and chili chips in one hand, and then like <laughs> chow mein and curry sauce in the other. Like trying to eat like, It's going to be ridiculous. The look of <laughs>
2: disgust on your face.
3: I love a Chinese. Don't get me wrong. I love it's a Chinese. Time speaker. and a place for it,
2: though. Isn't it? I remember
3: on Saturday, right when the game against Charlton, it It was pretty. I think it kind of petered out a bit it was a bit boring and on the WhatsApp group we were talking about our favourite like curries and favourite Chinese because it was so boring and that's what you do at a game as well when football's boring at games you literally turn around to your mate and you just talk about silly stuff like what's your f- what are you having for Chinese tonight and stuff like that that's what I love as well about going football you're just sitting and it gets you right going for your Chinese tonight but yeah I'm not going to play lane to eat Chinese that's a ridiculous idea
2: do you guys ever leave early? yes why? pretty much all the time yeah, to beat, to beat
3: the... Get to, to the pub. The get to the- I remember Bradford away. We were Bradford away. And I think, you know, when we lost 3-0, uh, it was season when we stayed up, but they were trying to get in the playoffs. It was like last game of the season, or last away game of the season. And we were 3-0 down. As soon as that third goal went in, I think it was about half hour still left to go. I went, boom, straight to the pub. It's drinking time. I'm not watching us play football and it's rubbish. And then I'm wasting drinking time. So I I, I leave early, I leave early when we're winning because I want to get to the pub or we need to get to the bar, especially Kings Meadow. The bars at Kings Meadow are really slow. Hopefully that'll change, but the bars at Kings Meadow are so slow. If you didn't leave early, you won't get a pint till like half past eight at night, and it's like, well, what's the point?
2: See, I think that that's that's where it, me and you differ. I guess I think I very rarely leave early. You know, and like I think I mentioned. In the podcast with Robbo last week that I left early when we were getting spanked 5-2 at home to Morecambe. I think that's the exception, you know, if you're if it's sort of really, really bad. But you paid your money, but it kind of seems like, but you kind of said w- 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 Wimbledon is, isn't about the football, you know?
4: I've, I've never left early, ever. I, I've actually once, once. And I'm pretty sure it was last season, but to try and remember the game i have no idea but i think it was a tuesday night game because i remember it being really dark so obviously it was a tuesday night game and I, I don't know what possessed me to leave early but i was the only one walking out and i was just swearing the whole way down the thing until i got to the the sort of tunnel out so but yeah i, I agree with jamie i wouldn't i wouldn't leave early i've paid the money and it, I would kill, my, like, not kill myself, but I would really hate it if I got outside and then we scored again and you've missed it, like, just, <laughs> no, you don't
3: care. <laughs> just watch it on catch-up. Yeah, EFL on Quest. <laughs> yeah, just, the goals come through about half hour later once you've gone outside on the Sky Sports app, so just catch-up in there. I've been in the bar before when it was 0-0, I think, and we've scored 1-0 after half-time, and I missed I missed the only goal. I, I think I mentioned it at Blackburn away when I went on away day and we were, 3-0 down I just stayed in the pub Went in Take a few photos Scored I was so drunk I thought we were winning 1-0 And we weren't We were losing 3-0 at the time 3 one nil. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, that... Again it ain't about the football for me It's about just having a day out
2: Well yeah def- well, Definitely I, And going through You spoke about the non-league days Briefly earlier But you know Going through those leagues Going to all those places You know uh, That Sandhurst Town First ever league game When they had the hay bales up there as like a terrace It's like it's surreal Thinking back at it now um, you know and when I, when I was younger I used to go out at half time and kick a ball around you know the back wall near the athletics track used to mm. kick a ball around with some people there and I'd like come back in in the second half of sort of 10-15 minutes ten fifteen minutes in and I'll go is it still 1-0 dad and he'll go no they've scored twice because there's only two blokes and their dog there for the away fans you know you, you're expecting a massive cheer if there's been a goal Um, but yeah I think that the, to kind of wrap up on it, it's, it's, for me, it's all about it's all about spending time with my family. and I spent a lot of time with my old man going go to home and away in those early days. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I know that the Milton Keynes move is one of the worst things ever and stuff like that. But for me, I wouldn't change that at all.
3: I think that's the point. Like You get a last-minute winner if I'm in the stadium. You get a last-minute winner and you have that elation, that cuddling strangers. You have that just going mental with the people around you when you 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 don't like, there's so many goals that I could bring up that you don't think it's going to happen and boom, you get like, bang, it's in and you're just going mental with a load of people around you. You don't even know men, women, children, old people. It's just that elation and just going mental with just random strangers sometimes. It's just brilliant. And I've met some of the best people ever at football. Like some of the, like my best mates now all come from football and it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing what it can do.
4: Yeah, Kings Meadows, really, really old guy. I think he was like in his 90s, used to sit next to me. And he used to be so lovely, but it just used to make my week seeing him. And I really miss that. Obviously, we couldn't, you know, the season got cut short because of COVID, because I actually didn't say bye to him. So also as well, when we do eventually move to the new stadium, I hope he's picked sort of the same seats to sit you know in the new grounds because then I'll be able to see him again but yeah it's just sitting next to him was sort of made my week because he reminded me so much of my own granddad as well who was well into football and uh yeah just seeing him really made me smile each week. (laughs)
2: So to wrap things up, we'll have a quick chat about the Northampton game at home on Saturday. Six, massive six-pointer. What do you reckon?
3: Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's such a big game. Massive game. We need three points. I don't think a point's going to help either team. Uh, I like us to line up like we did against Charlton, uh, two up front. Um, yeah, I just we have to win, really. we just got to go out and win. And The only thing I'm I'm quite positive about is that they have to win as well so they'll be coming at us Uh they don't look like they score loads of goals, I checked them out earlier, I think their top score has only got seven, uh, so I don't think they've got loads of goals in them, they've lost Ricky Holmes as well who usually scores goals against us he's on South End so that's quite a positive as well because he always scores against us no matter what team he plays for so yeah, I just, I think we're going to win, I really do, I think we're going to go out there if we're playing like we are, we are now then why can't we win against a team worse than a Charlton, worse than a Peter Peterborough, and something like that?
2: We need to win. Mm. We, ne- we need to win. It's you know we spoke early early this month uh, about how big this month was, and we've played Bristol Rovers and drew. Who else have we played? We played Burn. Burn. Nah, that was mm. uh, Wigan. We drew. We need. We need. We need to be. I know Rochdale has been re- rearranged. Um, gives us a bit of a bit of a break. There's no midweek game this week, um, which I think is can only help us. It gives Robbo a bit more extra time on the training ground to try and sort them out. Um, but yeah, we have to win. I'm confident. I'm quietly confident going into it um, because, like we said earlier, there's lots of promising signs on the pitch. You know.
3: Yeah,
4: I'm confident as well that we will win. I think it was our first game of the season. We drew to them two two when we went to Northampton in September. So, yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, we've just seen in recent weeks the better team than them. So, I really do hope that, again, we come out a bit all guns blazing like we did against Charlton. And uh, we win comfortably, not try and, you know, nick a win while we're drawing. It'd be yeah, nice,
3: it? I was just looking at their, their last game. They played crew. They lost 1-0. Uh, they didn't they, they played at home and they didn't have one shot on target. So that do you know what I mean? They're not they're not putting people under lots of pressure. They have got a player that we were after last season, Mikkel Miller. Do you remember the winger from Hamilton, we were after him. He's quite a decent player. But yeah, they're not they're not setting the world of light up front. I think they they lost one 0 they drew 0-0 and then they lost to Cholton two one in their last three games. And they scored in the last minute against Cholton. Uh, so they'll are they they'll, they'll be there for the taking. And again, if we play like we have been playing uh, and, and we're on that front foot, we're after them, then I can't see why we can't pick up three points.
2: Well, I think against Charlton on Saturday, definitely. And I think against Wigan as well, we came out early doors. All, you know, like We we went straight out and we were all over them, essentially, for the first 10 minutes. But we didn't make that pressure count. Um, I think I kind of agree with you. I think we... One of these days, it's going to click, and we are going to make it count. And we probably, we may end up trancing someone. Hopefully, that's this Saturday. Um, you know, if you can, if you can bombard them early doors and nick a goal or two. You know, we might have to see how how good we are under Robinson at, at holding leads because we haven't really we haven't really seen that yet. Obviously, the win at Wigan, we we won it late, didn't we? Um, yeah. Both games both games we 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 won we won it late. So I mean
3: Another positive that we've had is that when we go one 0 down now, I can see us actually getting back into games. So Charlton, you know what I mean? We we, we I was just get... about to say that. I was just
4: about
3: to say that. Sorry, Sid Nick in your No
4: no no keep talking Yeah
3: like before and also like we've said it before when under Glyn's reign, we were if we had kept the leads that we had, we'd probably be mid table safe, easy by now. So that's the thing that we have to see under Robbo now, is if we do go one-on-up, are we going to panic? Are we going to get stressed and then start playing less football like he, he's worried about? But, yeah, we've got hopefully a full week as well. He's got a full week training with the boys. So we can rest players, they can get like fitter. And hopefully we'll have a good, fit squad to come in against Northampton to go all guns blazing against them. So what do you reckon? Do you reckon... Do you reckon we'll see more
2: of a Wigan lineup or a Char- or the Charlton lineup? Do you think Palmer will come in?
4: I want to see Palmer in um, for a sow, especially for most of the match, and then obviously bring him in as like a pacier, fresh set of legs. But I do want to see Palmer because I think he's he's big, he's a bit boisterous. So I think against their defense, who have been shaky at most in recent weeks. Um, I definitely think that hopefully by half time we're we're winning comfortably, maybe 2-0, but and then that'll sort of you go in, yeah, no, but you go into half time, you're sort of relaxed, Rob can give a bit of um, a bit of like encouragement, and then they come out again and have a second half display like we did against Charlton.
3: Uh, yeah, I'd like to see a similar lineup to Wigan. I'd like to see Robert, uh, Robert, I'd like to see Palmer and pig up front. Really would. I don't know if a sell should be dropped or not dropped. That's the wrong word, really. Maybe put back on the bench because he did do well the other day. But, yeah, I'd like to see see Longman going on the wing. I think he's brilliant. But then do we miss what we saw on Saturday where he scored two goals and the first goal was a brilliant finish. But, yeah, I'd like to see Palmer and Pig up front again. Uh, I'd like to
2: see Palmer and Longman up front, if I'm honest. Because yeah. that's, that's one that's one thing... I know we, ha- we haven't really seen Palmer and Piggott together either, but we haven't seen Palmer and Longman at all. And I think yeah. that, that that could be a... And it also gives Piggott a rest. You
3: You're know? dropping our top goal scorer in a must-win game.
2: Yeah, because... When you put it like that, when you put it like that, but by the same token, Piggott ha- hasn't been in his best run of form um, in a Wimbledon shirt. I think... There's a lot of pressure on him, you know. He's 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 our main man as such. Do you know what I mean? And I, I get what we have we, we, we've spoken about it on the podcast before. If you if you in the past, if you stop Piggott then you stop us scoring. Um, so I think, and also I like I like the idea that you know that they're fully expecting Piggott to start, and then you turn around and go, Hang on a minute, we've got <laughs> we've got to deal with two completely different uh, prospects, basically.
3: I get what you mean, and this is going to come back and bite you on your arse on Sunday, Jay. I hope it does. I hope it does. Because you 100 percent know now that Palmer and Pig are up, We're going to bombard their box of crosses. Palmer's going to knock one down, and Pig's going to get a couple of goals. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you're happy like, oh. yeah, happy days. It is it's win-win, but that's why yeah, I'm not a football, football, football manager, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think he's going to drop Pig. I think Palmer. It, I, hopefully, it'd be Palmer and Pig. But even if it's Palmer, uh, Pig and Longman. Still going to be happy. I just want to see two up front again because uh, I think we need to be getting crosses into their box and and I think that that is suited to Palmer.
4: It might make a bit of sense doing what Jay did, especially just for the first half and then you've always got a full 45 minutes in the second half to bring him in. He's quite smart. You've got to listen to him.
2: I am the brains of this operation finish.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not having it at all. But... uh... (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see Saturday, but I I just can't see him dropping pig out. I just can't see it at the moment. We got an under twenty three game on Tuesday, have we? I think we have. I think you were saying last week we might be playing Concord, so it'd be interesting to see who plays in that game. Maybe will will Palmer, Robinson. Will they get another half forty five minutes under the belt, or will they will he just rest Palmer altogether?
4: Chislet as well. I want to see you know getting back into an under twenty three team and doing a. Full match and get him back into the team because he was one that scored against Northampton.
3: Yeah, we well, as so. I was gonna say, what's your your two thoughts on Rudy? Would you be having him starting on Saturday or would you be pulling him out again on the bench?
2: I I uh, I mean I've, I will die on this hill. I think Rudy flatters to deceive a lot of the time. I know the last time I said that he put one in the top corner made me look like an idiot again. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think he he he, he flatters to deceive. He, he's not a winger you know i think he, if you're playing him in behind the striker or even as a central midfielder but playing him out wide i think he's wasted out there you know he's hugging the touchline he's going to play he's going to play on the wing on saturday and he's going he's going he's going to play out of his skin but you know it's it's uh, I
3: love, I, love I, the way, I don't know yeah i love the I way think. when we were touching base with robbo last week that you you totally bottled saying that you didn't say anything like Rob to Robbo about Rudy Faust.
2: Well, I didn't want to single out any player, you know, because <laughs> you, you're talking to you're talking to the woman manager. You you don't want to turn around and put him in a sticky situation where you go, I think Rudy, I don't, I'm I'm just, you know, I think Rudy's shit. What do you think? You know, <laughs> do, do you know? No, what but I mean, you could
3: have <laughs> just said, I, I think he he, he he, what you said, but you bottled it. That's fine. Yeah, anyway, we. <laughs> we we touched base with robo last week and that was it was great it was great yeah i know so
2: (laughs) predictions for saturday sydney
4: um i think three nil to us
2: clean sheet Mm.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay because okay. I think Nick does need some credit at the moment because the last couple of games, I think he's done all right. I mean, obviously, he let in two goals, and you, one of them, when I looked at it, I thought you really you could have got to that, but it's it's just too quick and too fast paced. But I think he's done all right. He's snatching at the opportunity to come in.
2: By the same token, I think without he he won us that point as well. He we made a couple of great saves on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think the injury to Walker could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise, really.
3: Yeah, and you just took the words out of my mouth there, Sid. I was just about to say we need to give Zanef some credit because uh, his, his distribution is brilliant as well. So much better than Sam Walker's distribution. Puts us on attacking front straight away. Uh, I'm going, I, I still think we can concede goals. So I think it's going to be either free. I think three one, three two. I'm going to go three one us. I think Pig's going to score a hat-trick. Now I can come on. A hat-trick? In and Trick. Yep. Big hat-trick. <laughs>
2: And then you can shut, come on and, and shut Jamie out. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I hope it happens, mate. You know, it's like you said, it's win-win. Uh, I'm gonna go four-one, Northampton. <laughs> yeah. uh, but four-one Wimbledon. I reckon. I reckon this week's the week where it all comes together. Um, we'll still make a shitty defensive error and concede a goal, but uh, yeah, Palmer hat trick. There you go. <laughs>
3: That's so That's hope. Let's hope. I, really I, true, any, right? any one of them predictions is true because uh all that matters is we need three points. I'll take a scrappy one 0 now, to be fair, but we just yeah, need three yeah. points on that board.
4: Yeah. I think three 0 is is comfortable. Two two goals in the first half and then one in the second, obviously. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well
0: I, Jesus I, Christ.
2: I, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you were so good at math, Sydney.
4: I know. I didn't get an F for a reason, you know? So, I'm very bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been great having you on and touching base with you, Sydney. Um, oh,
4: thank you so much. It's been really good touching base with you guys as well.
3: Thanks, Sydney. Thanks for coming back on.
4: <laughs> thank you for having me. It's
3: been a pleasure. Finchie, good to see you, mate. See you next week. We've got Rob Tuvey coming. Rob Tuvey.
2: do it again what we've got <laughs> uh,
3: right. yeah uh, yeah thanks Jay see you next week uh, um, hopefully no just, <laughs> just say I won't even mention we got him coming on because he might not he might blow us out so I'll just say yeah thanks Jay see you next week mate <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by Twitter at Wombles Dream or via Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.